A little uh, backstory um, before I, I get going. Um, I wasn't scheduled to preach today. Um, a couple of uh, weeks ago, I was setting up chairs before a Sunday morning because that's how I like to serve at this church. One of the many ways I serve here is I set up these chairs. And um, Danny said, hey, you know what? I, if, if my wife is pregnant and if this baby comes early, and my, our kids always come early, if this baby comes early, could you just, in a pinch, could you, could you preach for me? And I said, yeah, Dan, yes, of course, whatever. If it's in a pinch, I can help you out, right? Well, Monday, or it was maybe Sunday or Monday, he calls me and he's like, hey, can you preach on Sunday? I said, did that baby come? He's like, no, but it's going to. It's going to come. You know, I mean, it's going to come. So I, I, could you preach? I'm like, oh, I, okay. The deal was if the baby came, I would preach for you. Right? He's like, oh, just be really helpful because I think it's going to come soon. And today we're here and I'm preaching and there's no baby. Real clever, Danny. Real clever. And so um, then Danny's like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll preach. What do you want me to preach about, you know? Um, he's like, just preach about prayer. And I'm like, I, why? I, I have a gazillion little sermons I could do, and I don't, I'm not a good prayer person. I don't know much about prayer, right? I'm not one of those prayer warriors, those people. You know, you talk to some people, you wake, they wake up in the morning like, hey, how's your day going? They're like, oh, I spent my first three hours just talking with God. That's not me, right? I'm not that person. And even though um, not knowing about something or being very good or being an expert on something has never stopped me from talking at length about it before, um, I want to just do something a little different today and talk about something I do know. And so instead of a prayer sermon, um, I'm going to give you, uh, how does this work here? I don't even know how my slides are going to work today. Let's see, they work. Here we go. Worry, my expert analysis. Because while I'm, I'm not very good at praying, I'm very, very good at worrying. Yeah? Um, I worry about all sorts of things. And, um, and guess what? I know for a fact that I'm not alone. Because um, anxiety and worry is um, the number one mental illness that people struggle with in this country. And it's been exasperated by the pandemic and what's going on in our world. So people in this room, I know I'm not alone. Anybody, do I have any worriers? Yeah, okay, a few of you, a few of you. And some of you are worriers and liars. <laughs> Just, you know, oh, there, oh, there he goes, now he raises his hand. Didn't want to be both. Um, and so um, I want to do a little exercise with you this morning. Um, and it, you guys should have all got a little piece of paper. Um, and um, there should be a pencil or a pen by you. I didn't have enough for everybody. And so you might have to share with the person next with you um, the, the pencil. Um, here's, a, here's a plan. If you're sitting next to a lady with a purse, you could ask to borrow one of her 15 pins. And just make sure you return it. But what I want you to do is I want you to take that piece of paper and I want you to write worry list right at the top of it. Just write worry list. It's a short piece of paper. Yeah, you need a, you need a long one. You need a Costco receipt one. So write worry list on there. You could underline it. And then I want you just to take some time, like just two to, two to three minutes to jot down some of the things that you tend to worry about. 
doesn't have to be specific, but I want you to write some down. And I'll wait. I, I want to see you writing them down. This isn't a, this isn't a, um, it's, it's, it's really, I want you to do it. I'm not just up here talking, telling you to do it. And you're like, okay, I'll write it down in my head. Write it down on the piece of paper. I know some of you are like, man, I, I came here to think happy thoughts, and now you're having me think bad. Write it down here. I'll give you some um, theme music. Don't do that. <laughs> Write some down. If you need some help, you can look at your neighbor, what they're worried about. And you can just shake your head and say, really? Some of you are still writing. And you still have a long way to go. But we're going to look at this verse and see what the Bible says about worry. It's in Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I like how the message says it as well. It says, don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know what your concerns are. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Amen? So this verse is basically telling us to worry about nothing and to pray about everything. Yeah? But this is my life. I worry about everything and I pray before meals. If I'm honest, I, my, I don't pray a lot. I've been a Christian a long time and I would say only a small fraction of that time has been spent in prayer. I'm ashamed to say it. I'm ashamed when people are talking about their awesome prayer lives, I kind of feel kind of dirty inside, like, man, I'm missing out. Have I been doing this wrong? And so I have good news for you in here who are worriers because Paul writes in that, in that scripture a prescription for what to do when we worry. Um, I'm going to share with you um, my worry list. I don't know if it will look anything like yours. Um, number one, I worry about work. A lot, how to avoid it at all costs. No, I'm always worried about what's going on at work. And now we have phones that go off all the time and I, you know, I look at my phone all the time. Work is always connected to me. Work is always asking for me. I'm always concerned that I have something I should be doing at work and how is it gonna turn out? Um, another thing I worry about is what other people think. Anybody else struggle with that? Um, I like to pretend that I don't care, but I do. Um, I worry about health stuff. Anybody else worry about health stuff? Yeah? Um, I had something happen um, this week health-wise, and that actually woke me up in the middle of the night, right? And when you, you, when you have a health question in the middle of the night, you look at your phone, right? And you go to WebMD, right? Which is a terrible idea. 
Yeah, because it's, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure book, but all the end leads to cancer no matter what. Every symptom you have, if you follow WebMD long enough, you have six to ten weeks to live. Tops. Right? But then sometimes I can't even find exactly what my, my, my problems are, you know, my, my symptoms. And so I'm like, dude, whatever I have is rare. <laughs> They're probably going to name it after me. Like in 20 years, a doctor's going to go into a patient's office and say, I'm sorry, you have Fulton's disease. That's what I think. That's, my mind goes to worst case scenario all the time. I'm always worried about health stuff. I'm worried about family stuff. Yeah? I'm worried about my kids, mostly because I'm their parent. Yeah? I worry, though, about them. I worry about the school that they go to, what they're learning. Yeah? Who their friends are. Right? Is their homework done? I worry about my spouse. Is she happy with me? Mostly, is she happy with me? I worry about that. But then I worry about my family at home. I worry about my parents' health, my brother and sisters. I worry about my family. Are they okay? And when something's going on in my family, I feel it. I feel the effects of it. And I worry about it. What about current events? We have this bad habit at our house. We turn on the news every morning, and I we got to stop doing it because it puts me in a bad mood. I put on the news, and not, not that it's bad to watch the news, but I just think, man, I just feel so heavy when I watch the news about all the stuff. Current events, you see there's wars in other countries, right, and tragedies in other countries. And then you see, oh, but here in, in our country, it's not good either. Things seem to be falling apart. And then even in Hawaii, the Aloha State, if you go on the North Shore Community Hub, things are not well here either. And they will let you know. You can't escape it. And I'm worried all the time. That's the truth. That's my life. I got asked to preach this morning. I worried about it all week long. I'm not proud of that. I've been a worrier for a long, long time. And um, so I hope today's message is, is good news. Oh, I also worry that I'm forgetting something all the time. Anybody else worry about that? Yeah? Like, hey, there's got to be something I'm missing, right? So this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray first, and then we're going to look at this scripture a little closely and see what we can do about this worry. Um, if you just bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for you. We're thankful that you love us the way that you do, God. We're thankful for this time, Lord, where we can come together and, and learn more about you. And God, for those of us who um, worry and have this constant burden of worry that we carry around with us, God, I pray today that you would speak to our hearts, that we would listen to your words, God. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't leave here the same way that we came in. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first part of this verse looks like this. Do not be anxious about anything. Anything. And it uses the word anxious here. Some translations say worry. Um, the word anxious comes from the Latin word that means literally to choke. To mean strangle, that you can't breathe. Right? And anxiousness, being anxious and worry, are not the same things, but they're closely related. 
Yeah, worry is something that's, that's usually smaller, like it, it just kind of pops up, right, and makes you think about what could go wrong. Like worry is never about something that's already happened in the past. It's about what could happen, right? We worry about what could happen and not in a good way. We're not anticipating something good. It's like something could go wrong, right? But anxiousness is like perpetual worry. It's like when it, you get fixated on it. And you can't even move. You can't even think about anything else because you're worried so much, right? And so Paul says, the first thing I want you to do, if you're coming to, coming to Paul, uh, who is a, a church leader, who is an apostle of Jesus Christ, right? And you're like, hey, man, I'm really struggling today with worry and anxiety. The first thing that God's word says right here, it says, don't be anxious about anything. Worry about nothing. Worry about nothing. So just to be clear, this is what the extensive list of things God wants you to worry about. That's it. Nothing. He doesn't want us to worry about nothing, zip, nada, zero, right? In fact, Jesus, when he was doing the Sermon on the Mount, he was talking to people. He's like, hey, do not worry. I know that you guys are struggling with worry. He was telling the crowds, don't worry. So this is a problem that's been going on for a long time. And Jesus says, hey, don't worry. And they're like, okay, that sounds easy. And he says, look at the birds of the air. That sounds kind of flippant, right? Like, okay. Like, he's like, the birds don't worry. Yeah? They don't reap or sow or store away in barns. Yet your heavenly father cares for them. Are you not much more valuable than they? That's what Jesus says. And like Jesus is talking to people who they are living, they're living day to day. So they're always worried about, hey man, where's this next meal coming from? What's tomorrow look like? And, and our culture's not so much like that. But maybe if Jesus was talking to us, he'd say, hey, don't be worried about your 401k. Don't be worried about your retirement plan. Don't be worried about your spouse or finding a spouse, or about having children, all right, or how your children are going to grow up, right? Now, he's not saying it's bad to think about those things, but he goes, after he says this thing about the birds, he says, is not life more than that, right? Now, these are all things that we can worry about and think about, but at the end of the day, isn't life more than worrying about your spouse? Yes, isn't life more than being worried about where you're going to go to college? Yes. Isn't life more than just your children? The answer is still yes. And he says, your heavenly father cares for the birds. Are you not much more valuable than they? Does anybody not think that you're more valuable than the birds? Yeah? And, and you don't see birds that are worried Right? They don't stress out about stuff. I wish they would. We live um, in the second story of a house, and it has a big window, right? And I wish they were more worried about hitting that window. Because we'll be sitting there watching TV, and you just hear thump. And we're just like, everybody in our house just goes, ah, man. Because we know the bird hits it, right? But birds aren't worried. Like, you might have a stressed out bird. Like, if you, if you caught a bird and put it in a shoebox, it would be stressed out because that's what's happening to it right then. But birds don't fly around every day worried that somebody's going to stick it in a shoebox. They don't worry that way. 
And Jesus is saying, don't worry. Don't worry about these things because it's not good for you. It says this, Jesus sums it up and says, can any one of you, by worrying, by all the worrying you're doing, add even a single second to your life? And that's one of the things that I want to get through to you. What is worry doing for you? What good is worry doing you? Jesus says it's not doing you any good. In fact, science, modern science will tell you what Jesus has been telling you forever is that worry is detrimental to you. If you're in constant state of worry, it is not good for you. It is terrible for your health. And it does nothing to help you out. I told you that, that people in this country struggle with uh, anxiety and worry. I'm one of them. Yeah? I have a, what they call a general anxiety disorder. It's, it's, there's nothing specific about my anxiety, apparently. Right? But I struggle with this. And I remember I once, once the counselor was trying to tell me, he's like, dude, when you worry, it does nothing to change the circumstances. Like, let's say you were worried about flying all the time because you're worried the plane's going to crash. Right? You, anybody know anybody who gets a little nervous flying? Yeah? Like, I never used to get nervous flying. But if you sit next to somebody who is nervous flying, you start to get nervous about flying. Yeah, my wife doesn't like to fly. And anytime there's a little bit of turbulence, she just squeezes my hand. I'm like, oh, man. And so now anytime there's turbulence, I'm, I always just look at all the stewardesses like, if they're not panicked, I'm not going to panic. Right? But when they all sit down really fast, I'm like, okay, I got to panic a little bit. But here's the thing. The doctor said this. He's like, hey, no matter how much you worry about flying, it has zero impact on that flight. Whether you worry that that plane's going to go down or not, doesn't matter. If it's going to go down, it's going to go down. Your worrying has nothing to do with it. So why worry? Why stress out? And this is what the Bible's telling us. He's saying, don't worry. It sounds easy, <laughs> but we all struggle with it. I worry all the time. Um, the next thing it says is this. So it says, not only not to worry, it says, don't worry about anything or don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Pray about everything. So all the things that we are worried about, God wants us to be praying about them. How many of you guys are really good at praying for everything? I'm glad. We have one guy. I wish you were teaching this sermon because I could need it. Because I kind of, I don't know. I, this, is a, this is, you're going to hear a dark secret about me. I kind of get frustrated when people ask me, well, have you prayed about it? Yeah? Like when I'm complaining to somebody about something, and they're like, well, have you prayed about it? I'm like, you sucker. Right? Like me, I... I not only do I forget stuff all the time, but I lose stuff all the time, right? And one time I remember I was looking for my wallet, which only happens about every other day, and I was frustrated, and, and I was like, I can't find my wallet. And someone said, have you prayed about it? I'm like, have I prayed about it? Like, I was so frustrated that they even asked me that. 
And then I started thinking, like, that's a probably a good idea. <laughs> I'm in a really bad mood right now, and the least I can do is pray about it. Man, what would it be like if we changed our prayer, my, our worries, into prayers? Here's the thing about worry. It's not going anywhere, right? We're going to worry. And the Bible isn't saying, hey, you're never going to worry. It's telling us what to do when we do worry, because you're going to worry. And so worry is almost like an indicator light, right? It's an indicator. Worry isn't so much the problem, is it's a symptom of the problem, right? I don't know if you're ever driving and then you see the, the check engine light go on, right? Mine's been on for a long time, right? But could you imagine if you went, um, like the check engine light goes on in your, in your car and you go to the shop and you're like, hey, he's like, hey, what's the problem? You're like, oh, the check engine light's on. And he goes, oh, I, I can fix it for you real quick. And he just unplugs the check engine light. Yeah? And I was like, wait, well, that's not the problem. He's like, yeah, the check engine light's on. Now it's off. But that doesn't fix the problem. That's just telling me that there is a problem in the engine that we need to find out what it is. And that's what worry is. Worry is like an indicator saying, man, I need to go and talk with God. Worry is an indicator that, hey, man, I am worried about something, and I know that the God of the universe is in control of any, anything and everything, and I need to go to him to get some assurance. He's saying, man, when you're worried about something, let that be the start of coming to me. What would your life look like if all the things you worried about, you were constantly praying about? Right? That was a fast car out there. I don't know if you could hear it. Turning your requests, your, your worries into prayer requests. And we do it diligently. Like he's saying, hey, Paul's saying, don't worry about anything, but pray about it. Pray about it. It sounds so simple. It's actually free. You don't need a health care plan to do it. And yet how many of us are missing out on this instruction? Praying to God about what we're worrying about. Instead of worrying, he says to pray. In fact, Jesus says this, um, and Matthew says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heaven burdens, and I will give you rest. How many of you guys have felt the burden and the weight of constant worry. How many of you guys have been having a good day and then remembered you have something to worry about and felt that burden and you kind of carry it, man. It's heavy. Man, your shoulders are all tight. And Jesus is saying, hey, come to me if you have a burden and I'll give you rest. And I don't know the ins and outs of what a good prayer looks like or how we should do it. But I like to sum it up just by this because I think Jesus is saying, when he says, come to me, I think if you want to break it down to what prayer is, is coming to Jesus and talking to him. Hey, are you worried about something? Come to me and I'm going to give you some rest for it. 
I'm going to give you some rest. Come to me. The good thing about this is um, the last part. So this is what I would call Paul's prescription for anxiety. And the first thing he says is, hey, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And then if we get to this last part of the verse, he says this. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He says, if you follow this plan, this is what you can expect. These are the side effects of prayer instead of worry. It's funny because we live in a super medicated society, and I'm not uh, against uh, medication. Um, I'm heavily medicated right now. Yeah? So don't, don't take this as a stab, but when you're watching commercials for, for things that, and, and, and prescription medication, they're always, like, telling you, like, for instance, let's say it's a, for male pattern baldness. I know some people that deal with it in this room, and you might be able to find them if you look around. But they might have a guy on a motorcycle, and the hair's whipping, you know, is, the wind's whipping through his hair. And they're like, do you struggle with, with losing your hair? Well, if you take this pill, man, you could have a full head of hair. And you're like, yeah, that sounds great. And there's like possible side effects, maybe blindness, heart palpitations, dry mouth, loss of hearing. Like all the, all the side effects are way worse. I'd way rather be bald, right? But this is great. Like the side effects of this, it says this. It says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. That's what we can expect. Peace. How many of you would love to have some peace in your life? Amen. One brother back there. Yes, you're looking for peace? I would. And not only, just not any kind of peace, the peace of God. Like, think about that for a minute. The same type of peace that God has in heaven, we can experience. I, I don't, when I think about God, I never think about God in heaven worried He's never like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen next, man. I'm so worried. Let's see how this turns out. He's at peace because he knows. And we could have that peace, right? The peace that transcends all understanding. That's my favorite part of this verse. That I don't have to understand what's going on. I don't have to get it. It doesn't have to make sense to me, but I could still have peace. Isn't that amazing? Like, I don't know how this is going to work out, God, but I know you're going to work it out, God. In fact, that's what I would tell you is when God's telling us to come to him in, in our time with our needs, he's saying, hey, I'm going to answer this prayer by giving you peace. It might not be the answer you're looking for. It might not be a solution, but you know what you're going to have after you're done praying? You're going to have peace. And how much better is that? Seriously, how much better would it be to be at peace with what's going on? I'd way rather be at peace than have all the answers. Because I don't like all the answers. But man, I could really use some peace. And the good news is it's a peace that only God can give us. Yeah, it's only God can give us this type of peace. 
I want to make um, something clear really quick. Um, first, let me read this to you. It says, this is Jesus, and he's talking to his disciples. He says, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give you is a gift the world can't give, so don't be troubled or afraid. How many of you guys are experiencing this? How many of you guys actually have the peace of God in your hearts right now? How many of you want to experience that? I know I do, and I want to so desperately. If I were to sum it up, it would say this. It would say, worry about nothing, pray about everything, and expect God's peace. Worry about nothing, pray about everything, and expect God's peace. What I needed you to know, though, is this, is that um, I hear this phrase a lot, there's power in prayer. Like, you, you'll talk to people, and they don't even believe in God, but they're, they're big prayers. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I pray about, so, like, do you believe in, oh, I'm an atheist, but I pray. I'm like, oh, I don't know who you're praying to. Right? There's no power in prayer. There's power in the person we're praying to. Right? There's power in God. There's no power in empty prayer. That's just saying something out into the wind. And this is the important part. Because you will never know the peace that I'm talking about unless you know Jesus, the Prince of Peace. If you want the peace of God, then you have to know the God of peace. You can't pray your way into peace. You can't just emptily say weird things and just throw it out into the universe. And you'll start feeling the peace of God. No, you're praying and you're talking with the God who gives you his peace. So this morning, if you don't know Jesus, yeah, then this is really for you. He's saying, hey, come to me. Trust me. And if you do know Jesus and you're still worrying, he's saying the same thing. Come to me. Trust me. This is a faith thing. It's not about knowing everything. It's about trusting that God is in control no matter what happens. I remember when I was a kid and, and we'd go on these long car rides. And um, my dad, we'd get all get into the car, right? And five minutes into this, you know, five-hour drive, I'd be asleep, Right? I was not worried. I wasn't worried that we were going to run out of gas or that the car was going to break down. I didn't know if my dad knew how to get to where we was. I just trusted my dad that he was going to get me there. I was at peace. I didn't have to know the game plan. I didn't know what highways he was going to have to take or what rest stops he was going to take. I just knew that my dad was going to get me there. Jesus is saying the same thing. Trust me this morning. All those things... All those things you wrote down, I want you to, to, to cross them out. Not to cross out the, 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 the items, but cross out the top of the list. Instead of worry list, why don't you cross out the worry part and put prayer. I don't want to just talk about what we should be doing. I want to actually partake in it and do it. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at that prayer list. And as you read those things that you wrote down, I want you to think these are things that God is in control of. 
These are things that God is going to take care of in my life. I don't know how, but I know he's got it. And I want you to spend some time in a minute. I'm going to ask the band to come up. I want you to spend some time actually praying about those things. I want you to turn that list into your prayer list. And I want you to give your requests to God. I want you to shape your worries into prayer requests to God. Um, First Peter says, says this, and I, and I love it, but I have trouble with it. It says this, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. It literally means to like chuck it off. Anything that you have that is burdensome, the things that you're worried about in life, the Bible says throw it off and throw it on to Jesus because he wants to take it from you. He wants to carry it from you. Now, one of the things that I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm notorious for in my own prayer life is this, is that I'm pretty good at, at casting my burdens on him, but I'm like one of those fishermen. I cast and then I just reel it right back in. Yeah? Hey, Jesus, here's my prayer request. I need your help. Bam, let's bring it right back and I'll deal with it. Yeah, here it is, cast, coming right back. It doesn't say to cast it on him and then take it back. It doesn't say to to ask Jesus to help you hold him. It says to throw it all on him. Take your burdens, take your worries, and give them to Jesus this morning. Some of us have been Christians for a long time, and we're carrying around the same burdens that we carried when we first met Jesus. And I wonder if he's thinking, man, how long do you want to carry those for? How long do you want to carry those around? It's like a backpack full of bricks. Give it to me. So as the band comes up, I don't know if they heard me the first time. I tried to slide it in there like, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to ask the band to come up. And you just expect that they will. I don't know. We're going to call us up in a minute. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, I'm glad you weren't. (laughs) I'm glad you weren't worried about it. So here's what I want you to do. The band's going to play um, whatever they want to play. They're in charge. I don't know. But I really want you to do this. I'm, I'm saying, like, don't miss this opportunity. Yeah? You're, don't miss this opportunity. I know we live stressful, busy lives, and we're like, when would I ever pray about all these things? Now. I'm giving you time right now. Don't squander it. Look at that list Pray about it right now. And if you're bold enough, this is what I want you to do. I want you to fold it up when you're done praying about it and just leave it up here. We'll all read them later. No, we won't. I won't read any of them. We'll just throw them away. But leave them here. Practice leaving them here, presenting your request to God and letting him take care of it and knowing that he's going to take care of it, that it's in better hands. Your two options are to worry or to pray. How's, how's, how's worrying been working out for you? How's, how's worrying been working out? How's that been helping you? It hasn't been. You know it. So spend some time. Ask him, don't leave here with the same burdens you came in here with. 
leave him here. And then when you start to leave and you start to think about him again and you start to worry, say, oh, God's telling me, to re he's reminding me I need to pray to him and, and give it back to him. Cast your burdens on him because he cares for you. He loves you. Jesus doesn't want us to live in, in constant worry and anxiety. He says, when you worry and you will worry, come to me. Come to me and the peace that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. Spend some time with them. Fold up those pieces of paper. If you're not ready to give it up yet, this isn't some plea. You don't have to. But trust God with it. If you're a Christian and you trusted God with your life and your salvation, I think you could trust him with your worries. You could trust him with that piece of paper. Spend some time with him and experience that peace that he's talking about.